0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every day for at least a few minutes, about 13 minutes or so. In doing so, it keeps us in God's Word. It helps us to maintain a spiritual focus on the day and on life, and helps keep us in a Right frame of mind in our relationship with God, be better able to deal with whatever the challenges of the day might throw at us. But it also helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because, I know we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, you know people in your life, probably within your own family, who need to change their perspective on life. They need to start thinking about their souls, about their relationship with God, about eternity. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But make the, make up your mind. Make the commitment to start sharing today with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, everybody you can. What a blessing it would be for somebody to turn their life around by God's grace and be in heaven and that being Initially motivated by your helping them by sharing these studies with them, that would be a great blessing for them, wouldn't it? Of course, it would. But it would also be a great blessing for with for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of study and thought. And as I really <laughs> like to do in these today's Bible class series, I'd like to begin with a question: What do people see? When they look at me it's a rather probing introspective question isn't it what do people see when they look at me you know being a Christian is not just wearing a name it's not just an identification limited to a certain segment of my life on certain days of the week at certain times of those days did you think about the word or the identity christian being used in the scriptures specifically in acts chapter 11 and verse 26 we see the first instance of such and there we read about barnabas going to find saul of tarsus as he was known at that time later to become the apostle paul and bring him to antioch and begin to work with him and the church there in spreading the gospel of jesus christ Verse 26 of Acts chapter 11 says, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. That is Barnabas went and got Saul and brought him to Antioch. The verse goes on that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians at, in Antioch. That's an interesting historical note, isn't it? that the, Christ, the church were first called Christians, the disciples, the followers of Christ, were first called Christians in Antioch. Christians, some have said that that means Christ-like. More literally, I think it is Christ-ones, but it's describing and identifying followers of Christ, believers in him and followers of him. Disciples as they are identified also in that same verse the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch now The second instance of the term is found in Acts chapter 26 and verse 28 and here we find the Apostle Paul now many years later on trial or at least maybe we should say standing before a hearing before the roman governor and also king agrippa and he has been taken into custody and he is about to be shipped to rome to stand before caesar make his appeal before caesar well so in this hearing that he's given and the roman governor i think is trying to understand better what really this is all about why these enemies of paul who were the jewish officials you know in within jerusalem why they hated him so much why they wanted him dead and so he asks agrippa the king who was a jew hoping that he would have some more insight some more understanding as to what was behind all of this and so paul has his 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 hearing before the roman governor and also before king agrippa and after he has basically preached the gospel and that's basically what he did to defend himself in this particular setting preaching the gospel in chapter 11 chapter 26 and verse 28 agrippa said to paul you almost persuade me to become a christian another translation says something along the line in a short time you would feign to make me a christian Now, some have speculated as to how we're to understand that particular statement by Agrippa. Is it to be taken from a more positive understanding or perspective where Agrippa Agrippa was saying, you know, you almost got me, Paul. You almost persuaded me to become a Christian. Or was it something of a statement of sarcasm? You think in such a short time, You would almost make me, persuade me to become a Christian. Well, it is kind of left open to our personal interpretation there. But either way, we understand that Agrippa did not become a Christian on that occasion. And we never have a record of his ever having done so historically. The third time that the term Christian is used was in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 16. And here the apostle Peter in verse 15, he said, let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. He's talking to Christians and he's giving them some instructions in self-discipline and also in Christian character. In verse 16, he says, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Now, so he's saying there's a difference between suffering for doing ungodly things, you you might get punished for that. You might have to pay consequences for that. But if you suffer for being a Christian, someone persecutes you because you're a Christian, he, he says that's a whole different matter. And so he says, let him not be ashamed. Now when you've done things that are wrong and you suffer by consequence, there are times you need to be ashamed For the things that you've done but if you're suffering persecution or ridicule for being a christian oh don't be ashamed of that but let him glorify god in this matter so again being a christian not just wearing a name not an identification limited to a certain segment of your life on certain days of the week at certain times of those days In other words, when you are in church services or Bible classes. But being a Christian is really supposed to be who I am and what I am. Christianity is not supposed to be just a part of my life. When I became a Christian, I made the commitment that Christianity would be my life, my whole life. 24 seven. And that would be for the rest of my life. It is who I am and what I am. And I need to respect that. And I need to strive to live up to that identity all the time, all the time. Now, that being the principle taught in scripture, what do people see when they look at me? Let's look at another text of scripture that should, well, spur our thinking along this line. Now, this was before the church was established. It was while Jesus was here on this earth pursuing his public ministry during those three or three and a half years, through which he did that before he went to the cross and then arose from the tomb and ascended back to heaven. In what we call the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus Said this, beginning with verse 13 You are the salt of the earth. Who is the salt of the earth? You. His followers. Now, we can relate to that today. Christians. If we are true Christians, we are supposed to be the salt of the earth. Now, what's salt for? It's to season, isn't it? To season. It's to make things better. Now, there were times before refrigeration where salt was used to preserve meat. We can understand that. We more commonly use it today and think of it as being a seasoning element. And why do we season things with salt? To make it taste better. Now, Jesus is not talking about seasoning meat or seasoning vegetables or anything like that. He says, you We, who are Christians, true Christians, we're supposed to be the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Well, what are we supposed to do then? How are we supposed to influence the world around us as being the salt of the earth? We're to season the world around us. We're to season or have a seasoning influence on people around us. We're supposed to make things better by our presence, by our character, Christian character, by the way we behave and what we do as Christians. He goes on then in verse 14, and Jesus said, you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Well, he's saying, we're supposed to be shining lights. Lights that light things up. He goes on then in verse 16 and he says, Let your light so shine before men. So we're supposed to be shining lights. Of what? Well, we're not talking about physical lights. We're talking about lights in character, Christian character. Let your light so shine before men that that when they see your good works, they may glorify your Father in heaven. We're supposed to light up the world around us, not to our glory, but to God's glory, living in such a way that people naturally see the light of Christ, the light of Christianity in the way we live our lives. Well, this kind of sets the stage for what we're going to be talking about when we ask the question, what do people see when they look at me? Let's pray together. Father, guide us and help us to live the image of Christianity, the image of Christ, the the image of you in our lives before everybody around us. Help us to be that seasoning salt and that darkness dispelling light of Christianity before others every day. Help us with this, Father, and to you be the glory. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.